Mother's Day, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we all have a mother, don't we? Yes, all have a mother who loved and cared for us as we grew up. And they, we still love and care for our kids, even though they're growing up. We keep praying for them. We never stop praying for them. And for our grandchildren, we're always praying for them. Every single one of them, we name them. There's a few who are here today. But you know what? We did the best. We do the best to equip our children. Even though we don't understand everything, uh, we don't always get it right, we have our human limitations, but we do the best we can to do, help them to do life well. We teach our children, those of us who believe in God, we teach our children about God and to love God, to know that he cares for them. But there was someone who, there is someone who has no limitations, and that's God. His love is limitless. Psalm 86 verse 15 tells us, But you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Now, he's so patient, isn't he? So patient with us. When we're going our own way, doing our own thing, God is very patient and he brings us back around to the right track again. He always loves us. We don't even earn it. We don't have to earn it. God is love. Psalm 86, sorry, I said Psalm 86. Psalm 136, verse 26 says, Give thanks to God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. That means forever. Just stop and think about it. His faithful love to us endures for all time. He never stops loving us. He's faithful to keep his promises. There's so many promises in the word of God, isn't there? He's faithful, so faithful. And everything we have comes from God. As we sing that song, from him are all things and to him are all things. We just give him the glory, don't we? For everything he created comes from him. Our lives, our bodies. When I think of that, because I was a nurse, and I think of the intricacy and the complexity of our bodies. Only a God could do that. Only Almighty God could have done that. With our bodies, the way it functions and the capacity to heal itself. Only God can do that. What about our intellect, our brain, our thinking, our emotions, the giftings he's given us? We're all so unique, and that comes from God. He created a beautiful world with the sea, sky, and land, full of life. His exuberant abundance, extravagant love for us. He gave us this beautiful world to live in. But see, God has always loved people, always. The people of the Old Testament who believed in him and honoured him and worshipped him, he blessed them and prospered them when they cared about. He wanted them to care about people too, not just for themselves, but to care about others. But there came a time when many at times they went a roller coaster. They forgot about him and would go down their own life, own track, reap the consequences of it. Things didn't go well for them. And God said, I want them to know me, to break that sin nature within them and we know that many of us have heard of that verse in John three sixteen. 
For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's love, isn't it? Everyone. He wanted everyone to believe in him. It's available to everyone. No exceptions. God's love's there for everyone, but not everybody chooses. Not everybody has heard yet. That's where we come in. We need to tell people about Jesus. But you know what? God was in heaven and he wanted to demonstrate his love to us here on earth. You know, with skin. God with skin on. So he sent Jesus to show us just how much, how much he loves people. And Jesus healed many people, not in his capacity, but as a man, but through the power of God. He healed people. In John chapter 6, Jesus, it's recorded that Jesus fed 5,000 plus people. How do we go with that one, ladies? Gentlemen, the chefs, the cooks amongst us. Um, that's a huge catering event. But God did it. The first, and there's another miracle too. It was that a little boy gave him his lunch to use. I mean, I've had four boys and they don't give away their lunch. <laughs> Only if there's a better offer. If someone else has got something nicer than them, they'll swap. <laughs> swap the salad sandwich for a Vegemite one or a Nutella one. But God showed his generosity. And this boy had seen, had seen miracles. And he, he believed God. Well, why wouldn't he give his lunch? If he didn't have that faith to believe that, well, Jesus, let's see what you can do with this one. And he just had a real moment. And he saw a great miracle happen because he gave the little bit he had, he gave it to Jesus and saw what Jesus can do. No problems too big for God. He, he saw that. And Jesus wanted his disciples to understand that God can do anything. He could meet their needs because they were going to need to know that, that he could meet their needs in the future. So he wanted to show them there. Because Jesus had told them many times that he had come from God, but the penny hadn't dropped from their head down into the heart. So he used many, many ways to try and show people that he's way above humans, that he's, he's, God's ways are far above our ways. And it's recorded in the Gospel of John that on a number of occasions... Jesus appeared to his disciples when they were rowing their boat across the Sea of Galilee and they, a big windstorm came up. This happened on a number of occasions. And one time Jesus was in the boat with them, having a sleep, getting rocked by the waves. And the disciples are really, really having a hard time rowing. So they woke him up, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus just says, hey, where's your faith? I'm here. And he spoke to the sea and the waves were stilled. Another occasion, when, he hopped, when they invited him in the boat, the waves stopped. And this is what Jesus was showing us in so many ways that we invite him into our lives. All the turbulence can cease when we invite him in and let him have control. Um, 1 John 4.10 shows that this is how God showed his love for us. It's similar to John 3.16. It says, God sent his only son into the world 
so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationships with God. That's why he, that's why he sent Jesus. That was the greatest demonstration of his love. Jesus has demonstrated many ways that God loves us, but that was the greatest, that he was willing, willing to die for us because other passages of scripture say no, no greater love has any person, any man, than he gave his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did for us. So we can come boldly before God. We're accepted because of what Jesus did. When we believe in him, it says... 1 John 4.18 says, love doesn't, love has in it no element of fear. But perfect love drives away fear. So we can come into his presence anytime accepted because of what Jesus did. We don't need to be afraid. We don't have to be good enough. Because none of us are really, are we? It's only because of Jesus that, that we can come into God's presence through prayer. We need that confident belief that we are loved by God. Peter mentioned before about the Apostle Paul, how he just had that confident belief he was loved by God. You know, he went through many difficulties because he had had a, such an encounter with God and he knew that Jesus was real. So he went about and he was teaching about Jesus. But not everybody liked it. The religious people, the religious leaders didn't like it. So he was whipped many times. He was beaten and stoned and jailed for teaching about Jesus wherever he went. He faced death many times. He went through a lot of hard stuff, but he didn't give up. He didn't stop trusting God. He experienced God rescuing him as he prayed and trusted God to look after him. You know, he had to trust, didn't he? Because he never knew if he was going to be alive the next day. So his whole, whole life was on the line. But he trusted God with his life. Because he, saw, he knew that telling people about Jesus was the greatest thing he could ever do. Because Jesus was everything to him. And in Romans 8, verses 31 to 32, the Apostle Paul says, With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to bring everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? I mean, he gave his best. Jesus gave his best. So what do you think when we need things? When we have a problem, he'll gladly help us if we ask him. Now, we had a problem one time. We were a bit low on finances and I needed to get a job. Um, as I said, I was a nurse previously. I'd trained, I was registered, but I'd let it go to raise children and to help people. Peter, in the churches we were pastoring and, and planting. But I'd always wanted to regain my registration again, which meant I had to study. And because it was so long, I had, would have had to have gone back to university, gone to university and started all over again. 
and that wasn't an option for me at the time. But I had a short-term contract in the science laboratory in the prep area at the university. And in part of my work I had to do, I had to walk into the nursing block every day. And one day there was a, a door open into the nursing, simulated nursing ward area because it's all done up like hospital wards. And, oh, that desire to be nursing again really hit me. I thought I'd let it go, but it really hit me again. So I let it go to God. I said, God, I can't see how that could ever happen. I'll just let it go to you and trust my life into your hands, trust our future into your hands. And then one day, my short-term contract was almost finished, and the manager in the nursing, uh, in the science prep area, he came to me and said, Del, there's a job becoming available in the nursing. And I had heard about it, and I thought, I could do that. But I didn't know it was going to come available. So he told me, and he went and talked to the nursing supervisor about it. The, the rest is history. God organised a whole lot of things in such an amazing way that I could never have thought. And I ended up working there for 10 years. Because, I mean, I could never have filled in the application form, done the selection criteria that was required because it was such a long time since I'd done that. I would have no idea how to fill it in. But I got short-term contracts there for a whole year. So I then learnt about it and knew how to, uh, how to do in the, the application. So God can work things amazing ways that we cannot ever imagine as we trust our lives into his hands. Even the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8.37, I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, nothing today or nothing tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, embraced us. Isn't that powerful? Nothing can get between us and God's love. So when you're going through a tough time, just remember how God has kept you in the past, how he's led you, how he's provided for you. I mean, we've done that many times. I've written things down so I don't forget them. When God, I could just see, God, your hand was in that. We don't always see until after it's happened. God, you organise that. And how he's answered our prayers now, he's faithful to us. We just have to put ourselves in his hands and trust him. And Paul, he, he prayed for the believers. And this prayer is very vital for all of us. It, it still holds true today. I'm, I'm just going to read a part of it in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 19. The Apostle Paul said, I ask Christ to strengthen you by his spirit, it's not a brute strength, so it doesn't mean if you go to the gym or work out or whatever, it's not that sort of strength, but a glorious inner strength. The Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth, test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, 
live full lives, full in the fullness of God. I mean, that's what he wants us to do, to, to experience God's fullness in our lives, not to be just going through life in our own understanding or capacity or the way we think. He sent his Holy Spirit to help us, the life of Christ within us, as we give our lives to him, as we receive. But he wants us to believe, because when we believe and we ask him into our life and receive his goodness and receive all the benefits that Jesus made available to us when he went to the cross, he wants us to receive. It's for each one of us. And we're just finishing right now. If the musicians could go back, please. If you're having difficulty receiving that or believing that, I know we go through stuff in life and it's almost as if, okay, God, where are you? But he's always there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's always, in every situation, he said, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just open your heart to me. I'm here. Like in the boat, in a storm. When you're facing danger, facing a life and death situation, he is with you, always with you. And if you're having difficulty today, just to receive that. If you would like prayer, while we sing that song again, you're worthy of it all. God is worthy of all our praise, all our honour that we can give to him. He is worthy because he has given us everything. He's given us his love. Everything we need is in him. So let's just sing it. And if, you've, if you need prayer for anything, just come and we can pray with you. Would you like to stand and we can sing? Thank you.